0: Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am so honored to welcome today's guest, Anjali Romanik, as she offers so many options to embrace guidance and support on your journey to healing and returning to your own divine power. This episode has inspired me so much, and I hope the same for you too. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Since this is kind of like my first time meeting you as well, I would love for you to just kind of start out with maybe telling us a little bit about what you do. I know that you, you're you an entrepreneur and you um Are just i feel like we have very similar intentions with just like wanting to heal the collective and really do the work for divine feminine so i would love to just start there with you kind of introducing us to who you are and what um you do
1: okay um yeah my name is anjali romanik i i offer spiritual coaching and mentorship for women i offer community for women who are looking to expand themselves spiritually and who are looking to talk about topics that they can't usually talk about with you know, other people in their lives, um, who just want to really start to dig deeper in their own experience in life and who are looking to create really authentic and deep connections with other people um, from all walks of life, all women from all walks of life. Because what I find is that we're so often aching for community and community that are really aligned with and that we're really in tune with. But sometimes through our journey, I feel that it's really hard for us to actually mm-hmm. find that. Mm-hmm. So we end up settling for sometimes a community that really isn't meant for us only to have that very like inauthentic feeling of sisterhood or of connection. Mm-hmm. So part of my work is, is working in groups and collectives of women, um, who are who are looking to like heal through through childhood wounds or trauma or baggage that they're carrying with them. Um, women who are looking to like align their energies and like really step into their their feminine creativity expansiveness. Mm. Um, but also starting to implement like those really important boundaries and you know, really, like implementing that masculine energy energy that's going to help them walk down their path with the mm-hmm. confidence that they need to share and to speak and to live from that place, so you know i it's so hard to like put it into like certain specific boxes because there's mm-hmm. such there's so many things that I offer for just holding the space mm-hmm. for women to come in and to talk about whatever it is they need, and then really not even giving them the the answers because that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to help them come to their own answers mm. because they already have them. It's just, right, it's just like clearing off all of the dust and getting through the layers in order to be like, oh, wow, I already know this. I, I'm remembering that I already know this.
0: Yes, so important. And I love the idea of just like the community because I feel like especially as women, we're so conditioned to throw up walls you know and jealousy and the comparison and the competition is so adamant you know and Mm -hmm. just the way that we think so I feel like just the simplicity of coming together is already such a monumental thing because we're so you know to ourselves and like in our own bubbles and we're kind of conditioned to be a very selfish society. So the, coming back to that community and restoring and remembering and through the reflection of other sisters, I feel like how you're saying it's really just like, oh wow, awakening it within you, which yeah. is what we're going to talk about today. So I'm really excited. Um, can you explain to us what you mean when you say sacred body connection?
1: Yes. So Sacred body connection is connecting with our body's innate intelligence, right? It's intuitive abilities to send us messages to carry us through certain experiences in our lives and not just um, like numbing out those those emotions or those messages that it sends us like anxiety or like fear or like pain, right? But it's almost embracing those messages that we get, and then receiving them, being open to them, and then understanding like, where is this coming from? Because that's like our higher intelligence is trying to communicate with us through our bodies, because our bodies are really an antenna. (laughs) Our bodies are an antenna to source. And when we connect with it in that way, life becomes way more, there's so many more opportunities that we find in living in this human experience. So connecting to our bodies isn't just like, it's not just dancing. It's not just like self-massage. It's like paying attention to the signs and also like how are we treating ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Um, This is where like self-care kind of falls in this this blurred line of self-care where like we might be doing a self-care program like once or twice a week but like what are you doing every single day to care for yourself to connect with your body like what kind of makeup products are you using if you use makeup what kind of food are you eating what kind of water are you drinking what kind of like period products are you using right so
0: it goes on and on and on
1: (laughs) yeah and so to connect with with our bodies is to connect with spirit it's to connect with source and that's what we are inherently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And really stepping into what came up for me when you said that was really becoming the observer of the internal dialogue that you say to yourself throughout the day and just not practicing not to judge yourself when you say those hateful things and you realize that you are the hardest person on yourself, you know, and think about bullies in your life. And then you listen to what you say in your head and you're like, I'm my, I'm my biggest bully, you know, like I am so hard on myself and I feel like we all kind of fall into that of like the, just overthinking and putting so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain way of, you know, being. And so that's so important of just like listening to those emotions that arise. Like when you have anxiety, when you walk into a certain place, you know, and just recognizing that and trusting that, you know, cause sometimes it's hard to be like, I know I've had scenarios that. I've gone against my intuition or something's been like, no, say no. But then you say yes anyways. And then like you found out later, you know, you're like, damn it. I was right all along. <laughs> you no, know, and you do that. You only do that like two or three times. And then you're like, all
1: right, never again. I will
0: never, never go against you again.
1: I think that's something that we can all relate to. Right. Is like, we, we all have these feelings of like anxiety or we all have these like intuitive moments in our lives where our soul is literally trying to send us a message right there in the moment and we, we ignore it. We ignore it. And then we have to like ask ourselves once we can reflect on that situation, like, why did I do that? Why was I going against myself just to accomplish or to look like X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. And it's learning from those experiences, even if it happens over and over and over and over again, exactly. from yeah. the point in your life where you're like, okay, I'm, I get this now. <laughs> I can't just run away from this anymore. I can't just numb this out anymore. And that's like something that our culture has programmed so deeply into us is that to feel good all the time, right? Yeah. It's like, if if you're crying a lot, something must be wrong with you. If you're anxious all the time, something must be wrong with you. When in fact, nothing's wrong with you at all. It's just the messages that you're not listening to.
0: Yeah. And the human experience. I mean, we're humans. That's what we're supposed to do, you know, is to feel and we're kind of conditioned to just be like, Dry. And when we are, you know, crying a lot or showing those emotions, you know, it's perceived as too sensitive or too much. And all of these too much things that, you know, we circles back to having someone like you to just hold space when that's all that we really are longing for. I feel like our inner child's really like biggest fear is to just be misunderstood. And all we need is like that space of maybe I don't understand you, but I see you and I honor you and me too maybe you know
1: exactly that's like that's sometimes like that that's the most healing thing is to be like i feel like absolute shit right now Mm -hmm. i need to share this and then someone else is like i feel the exact same way some days Mm -hmm. you're not alone and you're just like wow
0: wow exactly and sometimes you're (laughs) not looking yeah you're not in it's not even like looking for that advice like sometimes you don't need to be you know remind or any advice. It's just that simplicity of me too. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand you, I'm going through the same thing. Let's hold space for each other through this transition and I love you, you know? So how can we as women learn to overcome the hurdles of societal pressures? Like, I mean, it goes so deep of sacrificing your truth and, Mm -hmm. you know, body image and all of the things that were kind of programmed and stack on top of what we should look like and what we should be like. And, um, maybe what's some advice that you can offer through that to return home to ourselves and really for someone who's like very foreign to getting to know their bodies or might be really deep in that body disassociation. Um, yeah, maybe what is your thoughts of like a path that they can take or some, mm, some self care I don't know, what, what comes up for you? I'm yeah, assuming. so
1: when, when you sent me this question, I was like, this is such a loaded, <laughs> such a loaded question. Oh yeah, it's deep, for sure. <laughs> I love, and I tried, like I, I wrote about a paragraph, um, but like there's so many different mm-hmm. avenues that we're gonna get into with this question. Um, because essentially what it comes down to is like, our social system structure is always trying to get some type of low resonating emotional reaction from us right it wants us to feel victimized it wants us to feel sorry for ourselves it wants us to feel dependent on something and what it does is it it like it alters and it inverts the truth of nature and of our nature Mm -hmm. and if we ask ourselves we're like what is the truth The truth is that beauty is inherent. Like it is it is within everything. It's ever changing, it's expansive, it cannot fix in a box. And here you have our society trying to (laughs) put beauty in a box and sell it to us. Right. So what we what we do is like we take that information, we take that information from movies and from magazines and from porn and from social media and we look at that box and then we think I, I have to be this way or else I'm not worthy or else I'm not good enough yeah mm. and then we feel depressed where we feel like so sad and we feel so low about ourselves and I'm sure like you have probably experienced these days just as I have like there were times in my journey from like the age of 12 years old where I hated, rejected my body. Like there are so many times where like I wanted to get surgeries done to like make my boobs bigger or like I worked out endlessly to like fit a certain shape because no one no one really taught me or any of us that like we didn't have to become a certain way in order to really like sit in our in our essence of beauty.
0: Wow. So so potent I got chills and so many times I feel like from a very young age you know we are conditioned I wrote in a poetry I was writing some poetry the other day and I wrote this line that I learned to sacrifice my own truth before I learned to tie my shoes hmm. um, and that felt so potent in my heart because I feel like from such a young age we're kind of you know, the boys will be boys thing. And, you know, you're taught that if a boy has a crush on you, he'll likely tease you or do something that will annoy you or, you know, invade your personal boundaries. But that just means he has a crush on you. So I feel like from that age, you know, when I reflect on my past, I can see where I started to, okay, like sacrifice if somebody's doing something I don't like, I, it just means they like me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're already conditioned to you know, to sacrifice, smolder that truth and smolder those boundaries and start to let the boundaries just be non-existent, you know, or for a small example, like when you go over to your grandma's house and she just comes over and hugs you and she kind (laughs) of unintentionally invades your boundaries, you know, and instead we can be like, do you want to hug? Is it okay if I hug you? You know, because we just kind of unintentionally, our family and the people around us kind of invade our boundaries and that like you said carries with us so so much throughout you know um, our life and I can vaguely remember times where you know I'm at the age of like 15 16 already determined that I'm going to get a boob job by the age of 18 you know Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: thank God you know I found the love for myself through like that process and if that's you know something that serves you then by all means but i was just so happy i came home to myself and when i reflect back i can see how that idea of wanting to um alter my body was rooted in such a space of self pity and um not enoughness and unworthiness and not feeling beautiful and feeling like i needed other things to make me more beautiful um and like you said circling back to that beauty is in each of us and it's so it cannot be defined i mean that's just ridiculous it's like trying to define love yeah you know? love is perceived in everybody's eyes so so differently
1: it's relative yeah it's so, beauty is so relative and like one thing that i like to like to say like when when i work with women who are having a really hard time like with with self comparison right and like they feel really jealous towards other women um, one of the main things that I like to tell them is to like go out in nature, like just go out in nature and observe all of the intricacies of like the forest or the ocean mm. or the mountains and look at how differing they are, right? There's, like, trees that are fallen down with, like, random little plants growing on them, or, like, tiny little twigs, or, you know, like, parts of the ocean that are, like, so imperfect, or, like, some people view as so nasty, or, you know, some people think the mountains are, like, the most amazing thing ever, and, and the desert is, like, disgusting, right? So, like, it's all of this relativeness, but the difference between us and, like, the difference between like the human condition right and nature is that like you go out into a forest and you you call a tree ugly the tree's still a tree like it's still Mm -hmm. the tree's not changing it doesn't give a shit (laughs) if you think it's beautiful if you think it's like Mm -hmm. the most ugliest thing you've ever seen but we as in like in the human condition we we fear rejection so much Mm -hmm. so when we experience someone telling us that like we're not good enough for them, or like we we like are too much for them, or we we don't fit their like their relativeness or what beauty is. We have this urge to change ourselves to like fit into into their their box, right? Mm-hmm. And so something that I think is really helpful for us is just like returning into that that nature aspect of like I'm not I'm not separate from nature. And I'm allowed to have this expression and I don't need to change for anyone. And all I need to do is like work on accepting myself and also understanding that my external looks, they're really not valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that might be challenging for some people to think, but like external looks really have like no value <laughs> oh, <laughs> unless you're uh-huh. unless you're like trying to model or something, right? Where it can potentially get you a job, I guess. But mm-hmm what is something that like you see in yourself that is is so like genuine and authentic? And like, what are your strengths? What are your highlights? Mm. What can you find that's like, has so much beautiful, intrinsic value?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was reading something the other day about how I've been trying to reteach myself compliments that are not physical related. Like, wow, you're, you're a great listener. You know, your passion for what you do inspires me. Like, I love the value of our conversation, like things that are not like, oh, you're so pretty. I love your earrings. And although that does still touch them and that does, that is still, you know, kindness being passed on. I feel, you know, we can offer so much more when we really value like your soul, you know, we're so taught to see the physical appearance as all it is, and if you're like physically attractive, then boom, it clicks. But we know that in some relationships, that that doesn't always work just because two people are, you know, physically attractive per se. You know, yeah. that's not the way to <laughs> meet your soulmate. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So um, that's why dating apps are so dangerous.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we find on Catfish all the time that, you know, we think that, you know, physical, you know, the physical appearance is enough. And then these people end up falling in love with that person and who they are, but then they can't get past like that physical appearance because mm-hmm. they're, so, they're so conditioned by that. You know, they're upset and they're triggered and they're hurt that this person lied about their appearance, but what they really loved wasn't their appearance. It was who they They're were
1: it was like yeah it was who they were and when we like especially when we're on things like social media all the time mm-hmm. and we're like always getting hit and like programmed with like all of these different videos and all of these different pictures and all of these different things um not only does social media lack like authentic connection right it has the ability to bring people together it brought us together Absolutely, right yeah but when we find ourselves spending hours of just like scrolling aimlessly on social media and looking at all these things, there's no like, we, we can't lie to ourselves and, and tell ourselves that we there's not like this feeling of lack that we might feel overwhelmed with. Mm. Like there might be feelings of comparison or jealousy or like whatever that arise to the mm. surface because we're actually lacking that genuine communication between one person to another.
0: Mm, Yeah. Wow. That's so important that that statement in itself is so important um, because I feel like, you know, with social media, it is beautiful in the way that we have contacts to people from across the world. But I think that it's very easy to become, like you said, jealous and envious. And now maybe we want to move to this place because this person on Instagram lives this life and we want to replicate their exact life and you know, like, like kind of copying that life rather than like seeking where you're at and finding that, that love within. And then when the time's right, you know, whatever land you're meant to be on will call to you Mm -hmm. and finding that within rather than trying to search for it in the external, kind of like how we talked about with, you know, the physical. Um, it's so all of this are, you know, our, our physical is so external and what we're really trying to, um, bring awareness on is the internal and that internal love and compassion that we have for ourselves, um, which literally is perfect setup for the next question, which is how can we, um, how can our listeners become more self-aware?
1: Yeah. Um, I wrote down some questions. So, uh, really important questions that we can ask ourselves when we get into those rhythms of like, Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. What, like, I can't do this, I'm not pretty enough, I need to do this to accomplish whatever. Um, Asking ourselves, why do I feel this way? (laughs) Yeah. Where is this belief or image in my mind coming from? Um, Something specific to like body image is, what was I told about my looks or my features from my younger years? And then questioning if that is true is that the truth um acknowledging like how you can show yourself love and appreciation in the moment right there and now so notice like so much a big part of like being the observer in our lives is like we're literally observing ourselves and what our ego is trying to do most of the time is like it's always reactive, right? Our ego is like always reacting to what's happening in the current moment. It doesn't know how to just step back and like observe itself. That's not what the ego is for. So if we can recognize when a trigger comes up, like when we want to be reactive in that moment and just like see it and not take action on it, (laughs) that's like, that's a huge part of just like observing yourself and understanding like, where those sensations and those feelings are coming from and then doing the opposite of what you want to do. So like, how can I show myself love and appreciation when my trigger comes up? Like, What does my trigger want me to do? My trigger wants me to feel shitty about myself. My trigger wants me to be a victim. Mm. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to write some stuff down that encourages me, or I'm going to go outside, or I'm going to go for a walk, or I'm going to tell myself that I love myself 5,000 times, Mm. (laughs) you know? Um, and also again, like acknowledging your inner strengths and your highlights and like what like actual value you bring into your life um, and what you bring into the world that doesn't have to do with anything external. And um, I think like I'll always come back to this too, because one of the biggest things that we can do is to remove Living in the social world as much as possible. Use it as a tool, but do not let it use you, which is what happens a lot of the time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like we put on those faces when we have conversation or when we, you know, get in that social aspect, I feel like it's very easy to like pop out of who we are and just like put on that face of, hi, how are you? You know, like the faces that we put on throughout the day, whether you, you know, you're working or you're, you know, around your family, you are a different person than when you get in bed and you throw on your sweatpants and your hoodie and you're just like, I can be myself now, you know? So getting into more positions where you are always yourself and, less and less, you know, peeling back those layers of, I have to be this, or I have to be this, and just, like, stepping into, I can be me all the time, I can take up space, and anybody who doesn't feel like I can take up space, or I'm too much, then
1: doesn't need to be in my space. (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) Cut them out. Yeah, and I feel like so often we get we get stuck in like this realm of like, what am I supposed to be doing? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? How can I be perfect? What do I need to be doing right now to make myself better or to make sure that I'm heard or to make sure that I'm seen? And so much stress comes from like, those those pressures that we put upon ourselves, which is essentially like society puts upon us. And one thing to always come back to and to remember in those moments when like we feel so pressured to be a certain way or to perform a certain way is to just like recognize that your purpose is simply just to be present and to live in alignment with yourself. So what does living in alignment with yourself look like right now? How can you do that every single moment especially when you're having like the existential crisis moments yeah. <laughs> that are really uncomfortable
0: yeah and it's so hard to remember and to return back to back to that when you're in those those moments where you're triggered and it's a lot easier to react out of emotion you know it's a lot easier to just like immediately say what's on your heart and jump back and be quick to respond but you'll find, you know, you'll thank yourself later when you take that moment to, to breathe through it and realize that the situation didn't need your energy at Mm -hmm. all. And that your energy can better serve by just taking a deep breath, laughing and, you know, returning to live into alignment with what you're meant to be doing. I mean, something I've been doing a lot lately is when I'm bored or when I feel like, you know, I'm not, I don't have something to do. I'll ask myself, what can bring me joy in this moment and not what can I do for work or what can I, you know, mark off of my to-do list Mm -hmm. and get done because I'm bored and I want to fill up the space. Like what will bring me joy right now? And whether that's painting or walking to the beach or, you know, finding a spot in nature um, or whatever it is for, you know, whoever is listening, but really just returning back to those very simple practices that are really, really for you and knowing those practices, you know, cause it's easy to be like, yeah, well, you know, sewing is for me, but, uh, you know, it's really <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's what I do. It's work in a sense. So really finding something that you can let go of the reins and you don't have to worry about it being perfect or having a final result or bringing you anything. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bringing in money or getting something um receiving something in return. You know, cuz I think that a lot of times also we'll give and expecting to receive or to get that gratification of oh thank you like you gave me this or you did this for me. Really doing things just out of the love and kindness for ourselves like when we give that homeless person money on the street. Yeah, uh, giving them that $20 and not judging if they deserve it or not, or who's to say that they don't deserve the twenty and they deserve the five instead, you know, just mm-hmm. giving out of the sake to give, and yeah, same goes for ourselves,
1: yep, that's so important, and I think that's something that like we we can all implement into our lives in in some way, right, because we all have these days where we feel down and we're never gonna be perfect. We're not here to be perfect. We're not here to completely eradicate Like sadness or anger or fear or anxiety out of our lives. We're here to meet those emotions over and over and over and over again. But each time we meet those emotions, we learn how to better transmute it. We learn how to better direct our energy through it. We learn how to care for ourselves better in those moments. I just spent three days feeling sorry for myself the other day. Like, it's just, it's what happens sometimes. And then what also, like, comes to mind when, when I experience these things or when I watch my partner experience his, his like hard times is knowing that a lot of what we feel in our experience, like my body disassociation that I experienced in my life, nothing necessarily like triggered that for me when I was younger, which tells me that there is an aspect of generational like body disassociation trauma that I inherited from my mom or from my grandma or from a lineage of ancestors that I have. And when stuff like that comes up or when self-doubt or when, you know, unworthiness comes up, I get to witness that I'm feeling this right now because I have the opportunity to like really heal this space in me and I can feel it and it can feel challenging and I can be sad for a little bit. But I also know that I'm not going to allow myself to stay in this place.
0: Mm, Yeah, like that breakdown creates those breakthroughs. And if Mm -hmm. without those, without the hardships and without all the shit that happened in 2020, we wouldn't be able to, or in our lives in general, but just using that as an example, we wouldn't be able to break through to the other side and, you know, create those just those self-loving moments and really returning those breakthroughs because the only way out is through, you know, and I truly feel that with like the pain and, you know, with whatever you're experiencing, you know, that feeling sorry for yourself for three days through that sorrow and through that, that longing, I truly feel that we create more space for love when we, you know, break through and finally come out of that side, which feels like forever, but you just wake up and you're just like, okay, I'm going to get back on my yoga mat. I'm going to, you know, do my breathing today. I'm going to do the things that bring me joy. Cause it, you know, it's not perfect all the time. Like we said, we're human and it's easy to fall. I love that you said that honestly, because even as someone, you know, as you who owns a business and, you know, healing, helping these women come go through these things. Some might think that you're perfect. Some might think, oh wow, she has it figured out. Like she can help me. Like Bow down to the queen, you know, which you are. But it's it's so beautiful to know that you, like we said earlier, that Me Too experience. To know Mm -hmm. that you went through those heavy times and worked through that healing and continue to, and that's why you can serve and resonate with so many women, you know, because you went through and experienced that yourself, and now you can, you know, serve as that reminder that hey, like we're all in this together, and you're not alone, and you're loved, and you're supported, and that's really what we all want at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And I feel like so often we see like, you know, mentors or coaches or whatever, like all over the place. And we think that they also have it all figured out. <laughs> it's yeah, like we do. nobody has it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Everyone has hard days. Everyone has their own shit that they're dealing with. Everyone has some type of trauma. Um, and we're all just trying to get through things the best that we possibly can. Right. But it can seem so like it comes off so easily sometimes on, you know, platforms that like we only share the the happy, good open moments where I'm not like sobbing in my bedroom for an hour, yeah. yeah. You know? um, and that that's just like that's what's so that's what's so good about like live community group connecting things is where like we can get gritty and we can get vulnerable and we can share tears and we can talk about our pain and we also can just like fully embrace it knowing that like other people experience this stuff too and it's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay it's okay to not have all the answers right now mm-hmm. i saw this quote today um from the account rising women and it said like life is not trying to break you down it's trying to break you open. And I was like, that's so, that's so poetic.
0: (laughs) wow. Oh, true though. Just opening, you know, being open. That's all it's about. And especially in, you know, today's day and age, just being open and realizing that it can be for everyone in different ways, in different forms of expression and, and forms of the word of love.
1: Um, One thing I want to touch on about, like, these labels and how, like, society is continuously trying to separate us from each other, right? So many different tactics, so many different labels to put on ourselves, so many different identities to become, like, over-identified with that we we put ourselves in these little containers to where like we separate ourselves from each other very unconsciously. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: one thing that like is, is really important to, to witness is that, you know, the term like you are not your body is valid to an extent, but you like inherently, you are your body, which means that you have the responsibility to take care of it. But the issue is, like, when we over-identify with our body, when we over-identify with, like, our appearance or our skin color or our gender or, like, all of these different things, that's what really starts to tear at us, and that's really what starts to, like, pull and create these, like, giant polarities between, like, so many different men, women, cultures, ethnicities, peoples, and um, it's, it's what essentially, like, brings us further and further and further apart from actually healing as a collective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so true. And I've been reminding myself and, you know, the people around me that feel heavy during these times, because the noise is just so loud and the external and it's really, really hard to just remember to come back to yourself and to return, you know, to that love and to hold space for one another. And it's just such important, so important right now in these times to Mm -hmm. you know just stay in your lane and put the blinders up and I love you even though it's not reciprocated you know that giving and not expecting you know people pleasing is my trauma response in a way so I feel like I really really want everyone make sure everyone loves me and make sure everyone understands me and hears what I have to say but at the end of the day sometimes people don't want to hear what you have to say
1: yeah, but Not you tr- have to say it anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You have to say it anyway, <laughs> you have to yes, like
0: just speak your truth and understanding that everybody's truth is going to be different, and that's just the reality of it.
1: Everyone's living their own in their own world. Everyone has their own perspective of like how things are functioning in the world, and some people are following this, and then other people are following this, and so when we hold back what we really want to say, what we really want to talk about, just because we're afraid of Mm -hmm. being rejected or not being heard, um, we are doing ourselves a disservice, right? So it's like putting ourselves in that really challenging, um, uncomfortable place of of speaking and, and staying strong in your convictions and knowing that some people will not resonate, some people will reject it, But it's also going to open up this space for people to be like, I resonate with you so much. I connect with you so much. Thank you for saying this. I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about this, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it creates those Mm interconnections.
0: That ripple effect, the the butterfly effect of, okay, maybe one person didn't understand or hear out your truth, but... There's maybe two or three people that did and who you inspired now to speak their truth because now they feel comfortable because they feel that resonance, they feel that community, they feel that like connection to you and um, even though their truth may be completely different, they can still, you can still shine that spotlight on speaking up and knowing that we are worthy of being heard and our beliefs and in our, in our truths.
1: Yeah, nobody holds us back more than ourselves. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, we really—I love, I love it. We just circled back and hit all of them, like ding, 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 everything <laughs> we wanted to hit. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to just share your wisdom and your energy and your time with us today. I'm so, so grateful. I feel like this podcast will just serve the collective and, ah oh, in so many ways, especially the divine feminine, which is what my heart calls to. And that's really why I felt like this podcast was necessary. It's just like, man, there just needs to be more conversations like this. You know, it just needs to be out there and to know that we're not alone and that you are heard and if you're listening. We love you and (laughs) you're
1: amazing. And thank um, you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here and to share my voice. And um, I'm just so grateful. I know that you're about to start a course called Heal Her, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, heal her sacred body connection. We're learning all things about body dissociation or, you know, uh, self-comparison or jealousy or learning all the, about all of these different things and like where they come from. And also learning a lot about how we connect to our body and how we can establish a greater connection to our body and really take care of ourselves, not just, you know, superficially, but every single day.
0: Yes, thank you for sharing this medicine. And I will put all of that juicy info in the description so that way you can find Anjali and take her medicine with you wherever you feel called. And thank you again for being here. that's a wrap for today's episode thank you all for tuning in and please remember to check out the description part of this podcast to find all of Anjali's amazing offerings as well as leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode I always enjoy hearing your feedback and your reviews and it really does help spread the word about what we do here on this platform so thank you again for being here and I will see you on the next episode